I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to episode number 55 of Light On, Light Through. And this is a very special episode on a very serious problem, cyberbullying. But there's some good news in this episode as well, because we will also be considering a very significant remedy to cyberbullying. And we will be interviewing that remedy, a group by the name of Truth on Earth. It's actually a band, and they have recorded uh, a song called Shot with a Bulletless Gun, and we'll be hearing that as well. But first, let me uh, give you some background and context uh, on the problem of cyberbullying. The capacity of anyone on any online system to take on a completely false identity, false not only in name but in gender and age, a guy pretending to be a woman or vice versa, an adult pretending to be a child or a teenager, those kinds of games open up all kinds of possibilities, unfortunately, for abuse and dangerous behavior. Now, we know, if you just think about technology in general, that no technology, no medium is immune from abusive, dangerous, and criminal uses. I like to talk about the fact that all technologies, everything that we invent, is really a special kind of knife. And if you think about a knife, you can use it to cut food. That's a very good thing, cutting food, right? I mean, it would be hard to eat if we couldn't cut our food. But as we also know, a knife can be used to cut a person, and that's very bad. So it's not surprising that media such as MySpace and Facebook, which have a lot of wonderful uh, consequences, they enable people to talk to each other who live across the country, to put up pages about their work and their interests, all those good things. Uh, but it's not surprising, unfortunately, that those media also are subject to people using them for not very good things. And that's where cyberbullying comes in. And in fact, it's an example of about the worst that can happen with playing games with identities on systems like MySpace and Facebook because in one case, it resulted in the death, a suicide, of a, of a very young girl, a 13-year-old girl. The case I'm talking about is the one involving Lori Drew. And it's not really a straightforward case of cyber-stalking uh, in which some kids are saying nasty things about other kids, which is certainly not a good thing. It's really far more serious than that. According to Laurie Drew, who is a 49-year-old mother, her 13-year-old neighbor, Megan Meyer, was spreading nasty rumors about Drew's daughter. So Laurie Drew exacted her revenge. She created a, a false MySpace identity using the name Josh Evans, 
and she befriended Megan Meyer on MySpace. Josh pretended to fall in love with Megan, and when the 13-year-old was convinced of his quote-unquote love, Josh Laurie emailed Megan that, quote, the world would be a better place without you, unquote. And Megan, who suffered from depression, hung herself. Local prosecutors were not able to get an indictment against Lori Drew in Missouri, where she and Megan Myers lived. But federal prosecutors were able to indict her in Los Angeles on three counts of illegally accessing computers. Those were misdemeanors and one felony count of conspiracy under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The jury found her guilty of the first three lesser charges a few weeks ago. Now, as Kim Zenter pointed out in an article in Wire.com, the prosecution in this case was based on a novel equation of the use of MySpace to harass in violation of its terms of service agreement, an equation of that and hacking as prohibited under federal law. Although MySpace supported the prosecution, numerous legal experts and civil libertarians did not. And I have to say that although I almost always agree with civil libertarians, and I'm always concerned about the government trampling on the First Amendment, in this particular case, I thought that the government was right. And I think the verdict, even just for the misdemeanors, created an important precedent. Using false identities for fun, for role-playing, for non-deceptive business, that's fine. But using a false identity to abuse someone, especially an adult abusing a child, is totally unacceptable. And harassment was never protected under the First Amendment in any case. So I'm glad that... Laurie Drew was found guilty. In fact, I wouldn't have minded if she were found guilty of even the worse charge, and she deserves to be punished for what she did. In some ways, the most disturbing part, I think, of what happened to uh, 13-year-old Megan Myers is that she did not fall prey to traditional cyber-stalking. She didn't die because she foolishly met an online friend in person at some private place. In fact, she did nothing wrong or foolish at all other than falling in love with a boy, someone she thought was a boy, who cared about her on MySpace. So what can we do to protect our children from this potentially deadly abuse? Other than keeping them offline completely or forbidding them to be friends with anyone that they do not already know, neither of which is likely to succeed in practice. The only remedy is to hold adults accountable, as the jury did with Laurie Drew. But children can also be abusive to other children on MySpace and elsewhere online, and in the end, unfortunately, there is no law or enforcement that can protect us from our worst instincts. Well, that's the bad news about this. But let me tell you about some good news. Uh, nothing, of course, can bring back Megan Myers or reverse her suicide. But a few days after I posted a blog on MySpace about her story, 
along the lines of what I've just been talking about here on this podcast, I received an email from a publicist alerting me to a song which had just been written and released, Shot with a Bulletless Gun, by a band called Truth on Earth. The song begins, I try to explain what it feels like when you're shot in the back of your mind with a bulletless gun by a kid that you don't even hardly know. That was uh, written by the band members of Truth on Earth, Serena, Kylie, and Tess. The band uh, put up a webpage, uh, truthonearthband.com. Uh, which, in addition to having uh, an MP of the, of the song and its lyrics, has a link to where you can read uh, more about cyberbullying. The band consists of three teenage sisters. Their musical influences include Crosby, Stills & Nash, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Leonard Skinner, Jethro Tull, Eric Clapton, and Santana. So that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. I love all of those groups as well. And the band says their social influences include Martin Luther King Jr. and Mahatma Gandhi. Truth on Earth says its main goal, quote, is to raise consciousness to a level where over time everyone can become a part of the solution instead of just living the experience of the problem. And I would say that uh, this band is an example of the Internet serving up a remedy which is helping to combat one of its own worst ills. In this case, cyberbullying. So what I'm now going to do is play for you the complete six-minute cut of Shot with a Bulletless Gun. I think you'll enjoy the sound of the music as well as the importance of the lyrical message. And then I'm delighted to tell you that I have the three members of the group, Serena, Kylie, and Tess. We just finished an interview on the telephone, and we'll be talking for about 20 minutes about the group and what it hopes to do. And in addition to that, the group will also sing for you part of a brand new song they just wrote about homeless people. So... Here now is shot with a bulletless gun.
attacks on my personal life Invisible souls thrown by kids
Okay, well, it's good to be uh, back with you. That was uh, a really inspiring song uh, that we just heard. And as I promised, I have Serena, Kylie, and Tess with me here to uh, to talk about their song. Why don't we start by uh, your telling us what gave you the idea and the inspiration to do a, a song like this? Well, this is Serena, and actually two of us have been cyberbullied. And it's just a horrible experience to go through. And we really wanted to bring more awareness to it because some people actually don't even know about cyberbullying or know what it is. So we just wanted to get more people to know about it. Well, and to the extent of which cyberbullying brings, parents don't necessarily know how serious of a problem it is. And kids who are cyberbullied, uh, most of them will think that, well, I'm the only one being cyberbullied or, you know, they might be embarrassed to tell their parents, but it's really maybe eating them up inside. So with this song, uh, it brings attention to that. And so we're bringing solutions with it. Well, I think it's uh, great that you're doing this. Um, now, how exactly were you cyberbullied? Uh, hopefully it wasn't some lunatic psycho like that mother who, who cyberbullied that, that, that poor girl. But if you can give us some of the details, uh, I'm sure our listeners would be interested. Yeah, sure. Um, this is Serena. <laughs> and um, I was actually on a sports team, and the girls started calling me names and saying curse words about me on their MySpaces. And when I would go to them, you know, after at soccer practice, they would all ignore me and say rude things and give me dirty looks. And that was, you know, it wasn't one of the horrible cases, but it was still horrible enough to, you know, make me think of, why are these girls doing this? I, they don't even know who I am, but yet they're being so rude and mean. So you were already part of Truth on Earth when this was happening, or did you form the band afterwards? No, we formed it afterwards. I see. And how long has the band been together? Um, less than a year. About a year. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, by the way, I thought just from a musical point of view, uh, you have a really good sound. Uh, you know, the, the instrumentation, uh, the, the vocals are, are very good. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what each member uh, of the band uh, does and, um, you know, who plays what instruments, who writes the lyrics, that kind of thing. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. And um, one thing more I wanted to say about the cyberbullying issue is that perception is reality and lies are thought to be true with, you know, what goes on in the Internet. Well, I think you're very wise to think that. And um, th there really isn't much difference between lies that people say online and truth that is said online when it's first presented. And, and it, it always takes time for the truth to, to come out. And that, by the way, getting back to your band, is is one of the reasons I was so glad to, to find out about you, because I actually tend to be an optimist when it comes to communication in general and uh, online media and MySpace and Facebook in particular, meaning, although I think there's a lot of evil out there. I think there are a lot of good people as well, and communication gives good people a chance to come in and cure some of the ills that are out there, if not completely, at least offer some kind of remedy. So I think your song is, is part of that process. It's, it's sort of the Internet healing itself. 
Uh, but let's get back to your group, and we'll talk more about cyberbullying as well. And you know, if you can just give us some uh, details on the uh, the makeup of your band, and you know what kind of music you like, and you know the kinds of uh, other songs you sing, I'm sure that would be of interest to our listeners. Yeah, well, um, you know, we're really inspired by 60s and 70s rock. You know, Janis Joplin and The Doors and Jimi Hendrix and Creedence Clearwater Revival and Crowley Stills and Nash and um, Serena. And in the songs, I play the piano, the guitar, and I sing. And, and I'm Tess, and I, I sing, and I know how to play piano, and I'm learning guitar. Okay. And this is Kylie, and I play the piano, guitar, and flute, and I sing. Okay. Now, do you all go to the uh, to the same high school or college? Well, actually, we were homeschooled. Um, me and Kylie are graduated, and Tess is almost done with high school, so... All right, that's good. I actually used to be uh, in a group uh, when I was uh, uh, back in high school and college, back in the 1840s. That's what it feels like. And it was, it was uh, I, you know, I, uh, I always tell people it's true, even though I'm now a college professor, that, that there were uh, there were few things as enjoyable as cutting a class and, and standing on the corner uh, singing some, some great, you know, Beatles songs or Loving Spoonful or, you know, even a little Crosby, Stills and Nash back then. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great, you know, tradition of, of students and people who were, you know, recently students getting together and, and forming uh, a band. Let's talk about um, what kind of reaction you've uh, received so far from uh, Shot with a Bulletless Gun. Um, have you heard from other uh, kids who've been cyberbullied, from parents, from, you know, any anyone in uh, authority who's trying to stop those kinds of practices? Well, we've actually, we've had a lot of people email and call uh, with us uh, telling us their stories. And I have a few examples I could read to you if you'd like to hear them. Sure, I'd love to. Well, this is a kid who was cyberbullied, and I'll read you his story. Okay. He says in his email, wow, what a song. I know what these feelings are like. I was a victim of cyberbullying, and there was nothing no one could do to help me. I even went on Dr. Phil's show, hoping to bring awareness to this just like you. And then he gave us the link of his story with Dr. Phil. And he said that his story is, I called my mom to let her know that someone created a fake MySpace page. And people were posting, people were posing as him and saying all these awful things about him. And then when he went to school, people would believe um, everything that it said about him on the Internet. And... Um, so, and the, and the, um, the, he, the kid actually made a fake MySpace, and someone made a fake MySpace about him, and this person, whoever made it, was claiming that he raped girls, and he was doing all these awful things, and the kid's name is Andrew, and he went to the cops, and the cops couldn't do anything, because they couldn't find anything that was against the law. So he's trying to bring awareness, as we are, to the issue of cyberbullying, because you know, when he goes to college, the professors and the deans will look up his MySpace and see this fake MySpace that is not him, but believe it's him, and it could, you know, ruin his reputation and not be able to get him into good colleges. 
Well, I think you're completely right. I think one good thing that's beginning to happen is the public is becoming aware of the fact that there's a lot of this fakery going on, and uh, you never know when you're looking at a Facebook or MySpace page, whether it's a real person uh, or something uh, made up. Um, as a matter of fact, I have um, MySpace pages under my own name because I'm so egotistical. I want everybody to know about me. Uh, but I, but but I also have a character in uh, my most recent novel, a science fiction novel, The Plot to Save Socrates. She's a character. Her name is Sierra Waters, and I created uh, very easily, obviously, a, a Facebook and a and a MySpace page uh, for her. And you know, I sort of half pretend that she's a real person. I mean, it's obvious to anyone who's read you know, any of my novels that she's a character. But but it's so easy. It's ridiculous that anybody would take anything that they read online uh, seriously. Uh, but I guess there are still some you know Neanderthals who live in the dark ages who think, okay, if there's something about somebody on MySpace, it must be a hundred uh, must be a hundred percent true. Yeah, for sure. We actually have a song about the media too. It's called Media Relationship. It's about how you can't believe everything you hear in the media. Wow, you are, uh, the three of you are really highly intelligent uh, and uh, v very good uh, analysts of, of media and their impact. And, um, you know, who knows? Someday maybe you'll go on to get a, a PhD in uh, communication and media theory and well they don't really need it <laughs> you can you can uh you can write some books about it there used to be i don't know if you've ever heard of him um a, a folk singer a songwriter by the name of phil oaks uh he recorded some really great things in the 1960s songs like i ain't a marching anymore and uh he was sort of a contemporary of bob dylan and he referred to himself as a troubadour journalist you know going back to the troubadour tradition in in the renaissance in the middle ages people like alan of dale who sang the stories of robin hood and you know it occurs to me that that's what truth on earth is to some extent you know considering the various issues that you uh that you talk about and sing about yes now i know you you have a uh, a new song and um, I, I'd love it if you could uh, you know perform it right now and then maybe we'll talk a little bit more after you uh, after you would do that would that be okay? Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, so go ahead. I'll get I'll give the mic to you. <laughs> okay, great. And I just like to mention that uh, we want to entertain people to draw them in. So we hope the music is great. And then the message of the problem is underneath as well as the proposed solution to take action. Okay. And also, I'd like to read you, uh, before we do the song, uh, another email uh, that we got from the Anti-Defamation League recently. Okay, go ahead. Okay. It says, Hi, I just learned about your band and your song, Shot with a Bulletless Gun. Very exciting stuff. I'm writing because I think there, are, there may be some potential for us to collaborate. I'm a former school teacher and currently work as a curriculum director for a nonprofit civil rights organization that conducts anti-prejudice and anti-hate workshops for teachers and students. We have been doing a lot of work recently on cyberbullying, and your music strike, strikes me as a great way to get a message out to students about responsible online behavior. Through some support from Microsoft and Semantic, 
We will be conducting trainings and conferences on cyberbullying around the country in 2009. Perhaps there is an opportunity here for you to perform at one or more of our conferences and to help us reach out to teenagers on this important issue. You can find more information about the cyberbullying programs and some free online curriculum that we developed on the issue at the following URLs. Please let me know if you are interested in talking further about ways that we might work together. Thanks so much for your consideration and for being such great role models for young people. And that was, again, from the Anti-Defamation League. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the holy grail for us to become a flagship for, you know, the major causes. Well, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, these are really tough subjects, and people don't really like problems to mix, to mix with their entertainment. So this is what, um, you know, we hope to bring great music first and then bring the, bring the solution and awareness to the problems. Well, yeah, let me just say there is a, a great tradition, which, you know, I know you know about. Uh, it was called protest music in the 1960s, where very serious issues ranging from the civil rights movement to uh, opposition to the war in Vietnam were sung about at a time when major media like television, radio, and newspapers were, were totally silent uh, about those things. So you're doing now something which does have a great tradition, uh, but it's also true that we haven't heard much of that uh, in the past few decades. So it's especially uh, inspiring that, that you're doing what you're doing. Okay, so you're yeah, going to sing your new song now. You're welcome. Yes, it's about the homeless, and it's called... Where will you sleep tonight? Okay. That's just a very rough version. 
Well, hey, I, I loved it. That really is uh, an excellent song. And what you were saying before is is completely uh, clear in that song because it's it's both uh, good and fun to listen to, and and the message uh, is very important as well. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read any of Plato. Uh, one of his best known works is called The Republic. Uh, and in that uh, book, which was written, of course, thousands of years ago, uh, Plato talks about music as almost being uh, like a drug because it's so powerful in the way it emotionally can sway people. And that, of course, means, you know, that it can sway people to do all kinds of things and, and certainly uh, inspiring people to think more about these issues, whether it's homeless people or cyberbullying, is, is, is a very uh, good thing to do. Let me ask you, and just uh, we'll maybe talk for another three or four minutes, um, what kind of um, aspirations do you have for Truth on Earth? Uh, do you already have a, a contract with a, a record label? Are you looking for a contract? Are you planning to do any kinds of tours, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, well, we don't have a record contract, but our major goal is we just want to um, get our name out there so people will hear about the problems, to, so people can help make the world a better place for future generations. No, we're not about just getting famous. We want the, we want the problems of the world to get known more around the world so that people can start helping and how we're doing a part is, you know, we're doing our songs, and we give 70% of our profits back to organizations that are making a big difference in the world. Well, that's very generous of you. And I think you make an important point about fame, because I think all too often uh, people think fame is just about narcissism and about, you know, the personal satisfaction, which, let's face it, that's certainly part of it. You know, you don't get out there and sing or even do a podcast or write a book. Uh, if you don't enjoy being out there in the public. But that is certainly not something which is the antithesis of also doing something that's very good. And in fact, you can use your fame to have all kinds of, uh, of, of good uh, results. Um, have you uh, heard from any parents? Uh, you, you mentioned uh, emails from uh, the anti-defamation group and from people who have been cyberbullied themselves. Have parents written to you and said how happy they are that you're uh, out there doing this? Yeah, we get them all the time. You know, parents are saying how they can show our website to their kids because we can be good role models for them because, you know, let's face it, there's not a lot of good role models out there for little kids to look up to for people who are making a huge, uh, want to make a difference in the world. Well, and one of, uh, a concert that we played at recently, there was a woman that came up to us after we played Some People, which is another one of our songs that is about substance abuse. And she told us that she was so inspired by the song that she wanted to take action and go help people because she was probably in her, young, her early 20s and she had been a substance abuser and had gotten over the problem. But she was so touched by the, by the words and the song that she wanted to go and spread awareness about this and help other people. Yeah, and we've had um, people come up to us saying how they were losing hope in our generation that all we were worried about was texting and MySpace. And after meeting us, they have, they have newfound hope that there are kids out there making a difference. 
Well, again, that's very, very inspiring. And on the one hand, I'm not surprised because I, you know, always knew and know that there are good people out there like you. But uh, at the same time, it's always very refreshing and inspiring to uh, to, to actually come in contact with you and and to uh, talk to you. Uh, I'm going to be putting up links to um, your web page and you know stuff like that uh, along with the podcast. But uh, why don't you just tell our listeners right now where the best place is that they can hear your music, uh, listen to more of your songs, e- you know, email you, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, most of it can be heard at our website. It's truthonearthband.com. You can learn, listen to free clips of that, and you can read our bios and learn more about the organizations we're donating to. And and that we have extensive versions of all of our songs on the website, uh, full studio versions and acoustic versions. And our Take Action pages where we have hundreds of solutions and things you can do right now to get started and help out on all these all the problems we sing about, um, you know, on pollution and starvation and child abuse and homeless and what you can do in your community right now. And so we have targeted pages for all that information. Okay, well, listen, it was a real pleasure uh, talking to the three of you, and I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more uh, of you and from you uh, in, in the years ahead. So, uh, Serena, Kylie, and Tess, thanks so much uh, for talking to me, and uh, I'm going to look forward uh, to listening uh, to your music. Thanks for having us. It was a great time. My pleasure. Take care. You too. Hello, this is David G. Hartwell. I'm a senior editor at Tor and Forge Books in New York. I've been editing science fiction since 1970. I've edited a lot of people over the course of my career, but I'm pleased to also be the editor of Paul Levinson. I edited his first novel, The Silk Code, and I edited his most recent novel, The Plot Save Socrates, and all the books in between. Author Paul Levinson. Hey, let me thank Serena, Kylie, and Tess again for a great interview. You can find a whole bunch of links on the lightonlightthrough.com webpage. That's L-I-G-H-T-O-N-L-I-G-H-T-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com. And if you'd like to hear more music by Truth on Earth, if you'd like to see the lyrics to Shot with a Bulletless Gun, you can find that right on Truth on Earth's webpage, and that's truthonearthband.com slash BG. I guess for Shot with a Bulletless Gun. Although, uh, who knows, maybe it has something to do with the Bee Gees. This band has such good taste, I wouldn't be surprised if they were inspired by the Bee Gees as well. Well, listen, it's that time of year, so I want to wish all of you a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. I'll be finished with my latest book, New New Media, which I've been writing all hours of the night in a couple of weeks and that means watch out there'll be a lot more podcasts a lot more episodes of light on light through in 2009 than there have been in 2008 we have a couple of commercials coming up 
I think you'll enjoy them, including one by my good friend Mark Shanahan. He's reading the first few lines from The Plot to Save Socrates, as well as our promo suite. Athens, 2042 AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Entertainment Weekly says the plot to save Socrates is challenging fun. The New York Daily News says it's a Da Vinci-esque thriller. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. The Light on Light Through Podcast. That's the sweet music of our promo suite. And you're going to hear promos from Mike Thinks News, the savviest podcast in town. For Sean Farrell's patio book of my first novel, The Silk Code. We're just about out of time. I look forward to talking to you next time. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy. the Mike Thinks podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. The Locus award-winning novel by Paul Levinson comes to life in this free podcast novel. Journey into the ancient world. Witness the wonder of ages past and join Phil D'Amato in a struggle against forces both ruthless and unseen. Visit www.thesilkcode.blogspot.com to learn more about the author and the novel. And subscribe today at patiobooks.com.